Hello, welcome to Christique, Season 2, Episode 34. Okay, let's get this painful bit out of the way. I did the weigh-in, and then I ate some more food and did the weigh-in again. 217.8. Pretty close to 220. Um, dangerously close. I don't feel great about it, but considering the debauchery, again, for like the third week in a row, wasn't too much of a gain slash loss. I am going to start taking Nomad seriously again. I figure Monday's a good starting point. Did pretty good today as far as meals go, but it's, you know, there were donuts. There were many cases of beer. There was some tequila. It was a bad scene. Gonna get my sleep on track. Gonna start OMAD. Gonna start pumping some iron. Starting Monday. That's that's where that is. I don't... I mean, there were some times where Ultimate, uh, you know, it's, it's coming close to the end of the season. So that's an issue, too. I need to find some cardio to do when it's not uh, nice and sunny out, which is most of the year. I was thinking ice skating. Maybe figure skating, if I could, uh, you know, that's the dream. Ciders, get some apple cider, do some skating. I, I remember the last time I skated. I fell down a lot to the point where, like, my hands hurt. The palms of my hand, I would fall and kind of catch myself. So that's lifetime goal, if I could be a proficient skater. If I could do those cool spins, that's that'd be a win. Okay, I actually have some stuff to talk about. <clears throat> Finish the wilds. In the show, oh, they I think they ended it in a good spot. Season one's over, and it all depends kind of what the goal is. They revealed. With this lady who's like trapping these like, girls on an island. They revealed what her plan was and it sounded so dumb I couldn't believe it. She was going to have these teenage girls work together to prove that women should be like running the world. And I'm like that is, first of all, women, uh, sure women can get along. Sure, that's what they're known for. Even if this group of girls got along perfectly, the men running the world wouldn't give a rip. So, I think, I mean, there must be a twist on, on the, the whole point. Because it was revealed at the end. I mean, spoiler, if I did spoil it already. Just mute it for the next ten seconds. She also trapped boys on the island. So that wouldn't go with her whole point of proving that women are superior leaders if she also trapped a bunch of boys on an island. <clears throat> I feel like the boys would just go better, I don't know, like a pack of dogs. They get in some fights and then uh, begrudgingly uh, they'd be like the alpha leader. I guess. I'll have to wait for season two. So it has my curiosity. I'll give season two a chance. 
Okay. All right. So one of the highlights from the show for me was when this Shelby character, um, it's kind of revealed that she's a gay and then she uh, kissed this girl and then she ran and I was like, is she trying to run away from the gay? And it happened, ah, I don't have another example. Someone else tried to run away. Outrun the gay. Nora. What did Nora do? See, my notes are getting better. But now I'm not remembering what Nora did. Oh, she ran away from her boyfriend. That's right. And I think that's weird, too. They have, like, the smart people. But they're, like, movie smart. Where they also have, like, they're on the spectrum. Or something. Which is all good and fine. I mean, diversity's good. Okay, I have a note about the streaming service Amazon here. I say Netflix is the Coca-Cola of streams. I agree with that. Amazon, there's this thing you can do to look up. Like during a scene, you can pause it. You can look at the actors. So if I'm ever saying the correct name of any actors or character names, it's all because of Amazon. And then I make a note. See, here's a note I have. Uh, it's a little weird, but... Helena? Helena? Helena Howard? Um, I think she played Nora. Sh yeah, she's got, like, the biggest lips I think I've ever seen. They totally fit her face. But it's so interesting how... If someone got lip injections, and they could have way smaller lips... You could spot them like, ugh, like a mile away and it looks super creepy. But someone could have naturally enormous lips and they look great. But maybe there is a plastic surgeon out there who can do it all. I hope my pen isn't bugging me. I'm like crossing out my bad notes after I... So I don't re-go over my bad notes. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, okay. I watched some Redbox movies. Remember Redbox? It's still a thing. And in fact, I watched a movie called Running with the Devil. And you know what? Since it's Redbox, we'll just jump into it. Yeah, that's right. It's produced by Redbox. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know Redbox had money. They're trying to stay in the game. This movie has Lawrence Fishburne and Nicolas Cage, and I think they do pretty good. Nicolas Cage and Lawrence Fishburne are drug dealers. The coolest part about the movie, in my opinion, wasn't the main characters. I mean, they were alright. But the more interesting thing was this guy, I believe from Peru, and he's handcrafting bricks of cocaine. And then he has to smuggle them. I think he goes just outside his own border to sell them. And then it says, it'll like show on the map where they're going. And then it'll say the price per kilo. And it starts out $1,200. And it does this a lot. Like he switches off. He goes back to his life. You know, he's just getting money for his wife and kids. And I don't 
Maybe it's not illegal in Peru to make cocaine. I'm not, I'm not sure. But then the price keeps going up. It keeps crossing borders and gets into Mexico. And then it's like, you know, like $3,000 a kilo. And then they cross another border and it doubles and eventually it gets to Vancouver and it's like $43,000 a kilo. I'm like, oh my goodness. So it's an interesting movie to watch for that aspect. Kind of a basic -y action drug movie. I guess like a B movie with with some stars. Yeah, it was alright. I also watched another from Redbox, but not produced by Redbox. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Now, why wasn't the movie called Firewatch? I don't know. It's not related to the game, but they're doing that job. And I think it's one of those kind of romantic jobs in my mind. And maybe I'm just naturally really lazy, I'm not sure. But there's jobs like, like The Shining. I always thought that would be the best job ever. You're just stuck in a hotel, you got all the food you can eat, you just have to like turn a broiler or whatever and just... You stay snowed in. You go crazy, kill your wife. That's the dream job. And this, those who wish me dead, she's in the fire tower. Now, it's less of a dream job because the ladder to get up there is crazy. And this almost could have been a family movie, but they really kind of used the rated R rating. There's a lot of machine gun fire. Uh, people get shot up. She has this song about, what is it, the pheasant, pheasant fucker, I'm a pleasant pheasant, it's like some weird, one of those songs, I don't know, you'll have to watch a movie, because I, I'm too brain dead to repeat it, but, she's in the fire crew, um, there's a lot of times where she's pouring peroxide on her wounds, and I'm like, oh yeah, I could watch that all day long. <laughs> no, it's uh, the pretty gnarly wounds, actually. Her feet get tore up. Uh, I guess I won't give away the cool stuff that happens in the movie. <clears throat> but I think it's a good one to watch with... <clears throat> with a family besides the kids. Adult family members. Not that it's that crazy, but... Violent. Bunch of F-bombs. It's alright, and naturally there's CG fire, but they did a pretty good job, I think, of the fire. There's a scene where she's kind of parachuting, and that CG, they had the CG dummy, and that, maybe I'm just too in, in tune to it, maybe most people wouldn't care. I've been watching a lot of Corridor Crew online where they break down CG stuff, I find that really neat. But maybe it's made me uh, more easily able to spot the little tricks they do. Yeah. So there's that. There's some Redbox offerings. I was thinking about our movies back. Because they finally started releasing these movies. They're like, okay, it's safe. COVID's dying down. And then it's like, boom, new COVID. What's going to happen to these movies?
I'm not sure. But for those who can stream Disney, I've got a recommendation. If you're into comic book movies... Oh, I guess I shouldn't mention the other comic book movie. Okay. Now I skip the page. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. It's better. It's a lot better. But it's still... It's kind of the same. I mean... Uh, but it really hit the numbers great. And they had the big boss fight at the end. Giant starfish thing. Way cool. The humor was good. Still don't know why. They have Stallone voice the shark. Hope they didn't pay him too much money. Didn't say that last time. It was funny. The kind of cliffhanger thing when you watch after the credits, I was like, eh. I did think it was better, but how much better? Better enough. And if you want more comic book movies, Marvel's What If? So the What If I remember is What If Hulk Killed Wolverine from the comic books. And they haven't done a really cool concept like that yet, but Marvel's What If? That's on their streaming service. The first one they did was, what if uh, Captain or yeah, Captain Carter was Captain America? Something like Agent Carter. If Agent Carter was Captain America. And I'm like, what if I don't give a rip? Because that's a really boring premise. And like, watching Marvel's version of World War II isn't as interesting as those horrible documentaries. I mean, they're not horrible, but... The horrors of war from the real ones in HD. But they did good with the art style. It's like CG, but it's made to look like hand-drawn. We're not going back to hand-drawn. It's too expensive. I wish we could, though. I miss that. It's great art style. The second one in the series was better. It was if that Wakanda guy. I get the Black Panther... If he was Star-Lord instead of Star-Lord, again, I'm like not in love with these premises, but that one was a little more creative, at least you got out of World War II. Okay. So that's one deck, got it. Alright, I guess it's time to talk about Green Knight. Which will probably take up the rest of the episode. Oh, I have a dumb joke. Not really even a joke. Here we go. Why are there so many places that are the middle of nowhere, but no middle of everywhere? Wow. That is even dumber when I say it out loud. Look forward to more of that, though. Maybe New York's the middle of everywhere. No, it's just an unbalanced thing. Okay, Green Knight. Hopefully you watched it. If not, maybe this will encourage you to. Because I could say spoilers. It's such a weird movie. You can't spoil this kind of... You just got to watch it. So it's about Gwen, And I never read the thousands whatever year old story. I don't care. I'm here to talk about the movie. So whether or not it fits to the story... Uh, 
And if something's weird, they still put it in the movie. I can still judge them for it. They can't hide behind their story. So Gwen starts out. He's in a whorehouse. Nothing wrong with that. She's kind of uh, over it. And he's trying to <laughs> buy her off with, you know, coins. Like you do. Then he goes to his mom, who is a witch. But why is she a witch? What does it have to do with the story? I don't know. That's what I kept wondering. Like, was she controlling the fox that comes out later? There's this talking fox. Is it controlled by his mom? Is it a random fox? Here's a better question. If a fox is talking to you, and I assume that's the only animal that does, would you not take the fox's advice? I feel like I would. I mean, he's not asking him to do something crazy. He's asking him to not do something crazy. So, the Green Knight... Strolls into town at like some Christmas celebration. And I guess the old guy in this is King Arthur. The old king. And he dies Yoda style. Which. Whatever. He. Green Knight. Rolls into town. Has some bizarre game. And he's like hey strike me. If you strike me. Then you can come back in a year. And let me strike you. In the same way you struck me. What's the point of this? I don't know. I guess you get to hang on to the axe. But that was never important. At least. Could have grown some crops or something with it. Because when it touched the ground. It made a bunch of grass grow. So there's not a crazy benefit. I don't see. Of killing this green knight in the first place. And the obvious is. Once you just slap him or scratch him. It's not really explained. But Gwen isn't a knight yet. And I guess he never becomes one. Spoiler alert. He cuts the dude's head off. Straight up. But why? If you know that's going to happen to you in a year. There was an interesting thing where King Arthur was like, keep in mind it's only a game. So I'm like, did King Arthur do this on his own time? And then not go get murdered. That's what I'm wondering. Doesn't really matter. There was some real cool stuff with a, a little Muppet theater show. <clears throat> Reenacted the decapitation in a really fun way for the kids. And I like the time. They had like a wheel. The seasons changing. I thought that was very cool. Again, the shots in this movie are great. The snow's falling. So many beautiful scenes. But. It's just so strange. They load him up with all the stuff. For his journey. Um, like some sash of protection. A shield. Blah blah blah. And he goes on his way. And he runs into, like, these trials. And I guess it's supposed to be kind of set up like trials, maybe from the original poem. I believe one of the first ones was 
there's this kid who's scavenging the battlefield for arrows. It's that creepy kid from The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Who seemed a little special in that movie. I think it was just the dialogue. This one, he gives the guy directions. Probably the wrong ones. And then kind of begs for coins. Then they rob him. Leave him for dead. That was a cool scene. Or like shot him dead in the future. But why? I'm not sure. Then he meets like the lady in the lake in her house. It kind of jumps to that. What's weird is the axe is there. So the kid stole the axe from him after tricking him, tying him up. And Gwen didn't like pick up his sword after he he cut himself free. Which is one of the best cutting yourself freeze I've seen because he actually cut the crap out of his hand, which is totally probably what you would do. And then there's that creepy lady in the lake. And she's onto him. She knows he's a creep. Well, in a different way. He like gets her head. It's all weird. Finds the axe. It's like she's been dead all along. Of course. I don't know. He didn't get no sword like King Arthur's. But wait. Did King Arthur give him the sword? Doesn't matter. You know what else doesn't matter? The giants. There be giants in this movie. And it's like a very kind of cool but really pointless scene that I think just brings up a lot of questions. And it's like, yeah, why isn't the movie about that? How can you have a movie and just be like, oh yeah, there's giants. Not just a giant. Really huge giants. A group of them. One has a giant baby. What do they feed that baby? Do they eat people? He like tried to hitch a ride on one. Then it maybe was going to eat him. It talked in like a wolf howl. <laughs> it's just very confusing. I think it almost detracts from the movie, though. It's like, don't you want to keep it a little tighter, a little more focused? It's like, no. Oh, yeah, here's the scene with a giant. Movie's got fuck all to do with giants. I don't know why I'm, I'm getting mad about it. <clears throat> One of his trials that he, I guess, fails. He's getting closer to his journey. And he's taken in by some some rich dude. Dude's got a castle. Somehow there's only two people there. He's a great hunter. He's like, oh, I'll hunt for you. Blah, blah, blah. His wife's real horned up. We learn why shortly. Is that... Uh, okay. So... Right, the kids took his belt, his sacred belt that his mom gave, and is like, if you're wearing this, you can't be hurt. Somehow she has a belt. Is it the same belt? Because it looks identical. And I think... I don't know if they have, if she's like, you gotta bang me for this belt, or if she just jerks him off. I call it the, it's like a jerk rag of protection now. She's like, you're no knight. That was the grossest scene in the whole movie. If you want a lot of yucks, there it is. 
But then he's got his jerk belt. Then he's safe. And the movie is it's just so bizarre. So he goes into... He finally gets to the night. And the, and the fox is telling him, yo, dude, you don't want to do this. And he gets there. And he's like being brave. And that's what's weird about this movie. Is this dude a coward or is he not a coward? He gets there. And he's like bowing. And the night's like not moving. And he waits like a whole day. Maybe it has to be exactly Christmas. But I'm like, I would have just left the axe and took off. Like what's he going to come back again? Going to come back and kill you? Can't be any worse than him just killing you right there. So he's still got his jerk-off sash. And he's... There's this insane dream sequence where he's like living his life after that whole moment. And he like never takes the belt off. There's some cold, cold stuff where he... <laughs> He, like, buys his kid from that hooker. That's pretty messed up. King Arthur, uh, like, ghosts out. That's a Yoda ghost. Disappears. So he's the new king, I guess. It's not going too well. His son dies. And then he, his, like, jerk-off sash is inside his body, and he, like, rips it out. Super gross. Then his head falls off. And then it was like all a dream. So I'm like, okay, is he too afraid to, to live that life? Is that why he wants to die? There's a part where, very end of the movie, it's like he'll almost get rewarded. Like maybe that's going to happen. Because the knight's like, oh, good job, brave knight. But no. Sadly, no. And I mean that, I gotta say, it's definitely a cool movie to watch and just wonder about. Some movies are like very precise, you know what's gonna happen, sometimes they surprise you. This one was just all over the place, never really knew where it was gonna go, and I love that about it. Okay. I mean, I probably could have talked more and more, but really the Giants pissed me off. <laughs> they were cool, but they were too cool. Oh yeah, I had this really bad idea. I'm sure there's tons of podcast radio shows. But I was like, wouldn't that be neat? You could do like radio stories. So I have one, here it goes. When a tween slumber party summons the soul of Adolf Hitler... Into the neighbor's pug dog. Only one dog walker can stop them. So that's my idea. Pug Hitler. <laughs> I mean, that'd be adorable. Of course, it's less than half-baked, but... You know, I think a radio show could be interesting. I'd, I'd need, like, sound effects. Maybe some uh, other voice actors. Yeah. For sure. 
Okay. So what's next? I guess Black Mirror has released some really short episodes. So I'll try to get those. Black Mirror. Oh. I've made no progress on my Conan Barbie dream house. I'm hoping to enlist some help. So, fingers crossed there. Been playing, let's see, what you playing? They remade Diablo 2, a game I beat, oh god, 15 years ago? I think it was when I was playing that. It's just like old times, but it's like, man, how much time should I put into this old game, or really any game? I'd like to get into some sketch comedy, I think. So Black Mirror, okay, Barbie Dreamhouse. Mostly still playing Gears. Trying to get out on these few sunny days of summer. Alright, so next time, I will be back on OMAD, hopefully. Oh, back to 212 maybe? It's been a rough couple of weeks for my liver. Alright, I hope this wasn't too much of a ramble. I'll come up with some more bad jokes for next time. Maybe another radio show. Alright. Catch you next time.